Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. AD. Yo. Man, in these quarantine times, I can kind of <laughs> hear the conversation between some Niners fans. Not not Defoe, not the homie Defoe. Yeah, man. Hey, man, you know what? Sometimes, sometimes things like that happen. You know what, Niners fans, feel good about it. Welcome to having a good team. This is what happens. You lose good players. And this is the Believe in 49ers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. He is Super Bowl champion Eric Davis. I'm Rashawn Haylock. Plenty to get to as free agency has opened. We've gotten through uh, that uh, legal tampering period, and, and now uh, now comes the time when teams are actually uh, able to, to start signing guys and, and announce signings. Obviously, a lot going on on the Niners' end uh, as well. We'll get to that. We'll talk about DeForest Buckner, uh, Eric Armstead as well. Um, what to make of this defensive line now with the most recent uh, transactions? Um also, Jimmy Ward is back. We talked about it on the last pod, E.D., uh-huh. you and I. We weren't sure that he was going to be back. It seemed like perhaps even Jimmy Ward didn't think that he would be back. But according to reports, he has agreed to return uh, to the 49ers. Um, how how important is that to, to that secondary? Uh, well, I think that's a major part of what they did. Jim, Jimmy's a Swiss Army knife, and you need a guy that can bounce around and do what he does. He works in a slot. I, I told you he's the glue back there. He's he's that final tackle. He's the guy that's going to get someone on the ground. Um, the game has changed. Uh, when you think about the last run the Niners made, that secondary, you had Dante Whitner um, and, and Deshaun Golson back there where you had to pay an ass tax to come across that field. Yeah. The, the game has changed now. You can't you can't play that type game, but you still need sure tacklers, and Jimmy is that. I know everyone wants the interceptions, and everybody wants to see those numbers. There's more to playing DB than just interceptions. And the number one thing that you have to be able to do as a defender is tackle the ball. And he does that. So I'm happy that you that you do that because that's the, the other thing that you don't have to do is question what's going to happen at that position and whether or not you need to draft early to get someone that you think is ready to step in and play. So I, I think that's really, really big because this secondary has to play well for them to win a championship. Absolutely. Uh, also on the Niners front, uh, Jarek McKinnon uh, agreeing to a yeah. restructured deal. Um, we are located wherever you find and listen to your podcast. Uh, you can also find us on Twitter. He's at underscore Eric Davis underscore I'm at R. Haylock. Uh, obviously, during these quarantine times, we hope you guys are all out there being safe 
and uh, taking care of yourself uh, and your families as well. And, and hopefully, we can give you a little bit of relief here uh, on this on this pod. Um, the big news, obviously, DeForest Buckner uh, getting traded to the Colts, and uh, this came as a surprise to many. In fact, I'll tell you a story. Um, I got a text. Okay. Uh, from a buddy of mine, big Niners fan, and he just texts um, just one word, Buckner, and then a sad face. Um, didn't use an emoji. I, I don't know. Some some guys don't like to use emojis. They, they think that takes away their street cred, but whatever. Yeah, um, I, yeah I, I don't get that one either, but keep yeah, going. I'm, I'm a big emoji guy. Anyways, <laughs> uh, so he sent – but. The whole and this was on this was on on Monday, obviously, right? And so this was the last day that you could implement either the franchise or the transition tag. And my whole mind, right? Like I read the text, but my whole mind, I'm thinking Armstead, right? And so I'm like, well, and I, I wrote back to him. I was like, yeah, I mean, you know, we were talking about it on the pod. You know, we figured, you know, he probably wasn't going to, you know, wasn't going to be back, right? Uh-huh. uh-huh. And. He's like, man, we well, should have let me know. And then I go to Twitter and I see the news about Buckner, and I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. He said Buckner. I'm thinking Armstead. So I had to go back and retract all that in the text. I was like, wait, what just happened? Um, obviously a huge surprise. Yeah. Because um, my my whole mindset was just on Armstead whether he was going to get the franchise tag or not. That's that was the only thing that um I was thinking about on Monday, especially at, you know Niners related. Um, that, that that was that was the main thing. Like, is this going to happen or is this not going to happen? You know, what's going to happen? Um, and so the text read the text said Buckner, but I read Armstead. That's the only thing I was thinking in my mind. And then um and so you look at this and and Buckner gets traded to the Colts. Uh, for first, so they get the number thirteen overall pick in this upcoming draft, uh, which is next month. Um, Armstead gets his extension, um, with the Niners, and um, so w- there's so many, so many layers to this, right? Let's, <laughs> yeah, yeah. First, first, let's break this down this way. Uh, I guess I'll start with the most simplest. Um, question that I have for you because I, I got a bunch of them as it relates to this Buckner thing. Um, 401, but just just a one, like that's it. Like, did did Lynch get enough? Um, he got a one, number thirteen in the draft. Yes. You think he got enough? You don't. How th- much? How much? How, well, hold on. How much did they cost him? How much? How much did Buck, Buckner cost? He cost the Niners what? I mean, it didn't really cost them anything. They didn't. They didn't no, have no, to. Exp- no, 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 no. I'm saying when they drafted him, um, they drafted him, and he cost them a one. Oh, it, yeah, yeah. He's, he's a one. Yeah. Absolutely. Look, look, you got you you got use of the player, and that's what you have to just look at it from a business standpoint. Because remember, ball players are commodities. You got use of the player. He performed well for you. Um, help help reestablish what you want as a team, uh, and then you got that back. You didn't. You then. You then got it back. So you were able to get that one back. So so think about that. Buckner came in. You look at his value. He came to your team. He helped this team go from um, winning four games to an appearance into the Super Bowl. Um, reestablish what that front is about. He's a major part of why that D line is going to play at the level it's going to play at, and that's the standard that's been set up there. And you got to get a younger player 
with the understanding you, you're going to be able to bring in someone on a rookie contract with the understanding um, that you have to be able to maintain and you're going to lose some players. It's, it's really that simple. So I'm okay with it. I think you got enough. I really do. Okay. Um, I was thinking, well, like, these trades have been all over the place, right? I mean, you, yeah. you, you look at the Hopkins trade. He goes from Houston to the Cardinals, and it seems like – well, they gave him the, the away. Car, yeah, the Cardinals got him for peanuts. Uh, yeah. Basically, you, you see Jarrell Casey today. He gets traded for a seventh round pick from the uh-huh. Titans to the Broncos. It's like that's wow, These yeah, these things are they're just kind of all kind a bunch of steals, right? Uh, well, that's they, what that's when that's when you know that a team wants a player to go. They're trying to they they want to move on. It's the Cam Newton thing where where we've. We've um, talked to this player, and we've every time I see that, it's funny. He he finally said it out loud. Every time I see that, we've we've agreed to to um, go separate ways, and we've done all this. I'm like, no, the player hasn't agreed to anything. <laughs> you released yeah, him, yeah. Cam, so when you he, see, he let him know that, yeah, he did. Yeah, so when you see Casey go for a seventh rounder, and you know the caliber of player he is, when you see what happened with Hop, that's a team that doesn't want them to go. When you trade, when you trade. A number one commodity for a number one, I, I mean that's that's it's a push, that's a win, that's a win. You got you know you 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 didn't what did you lose? Nothing at all. So so you say did he get enough? I mean, I mean you could have gotten you could have tried to rob someone, but I mean that a push a, a number one player for a number one player that cost you a number one. I mean I'm I'm fine with that. Interesting there. I I, I had. I had a feeling. I had a feeling that you would say that. Um, that that they got enough. I don't know. I was. I was just thinking. I don't know. My mindset was: you look at the production of Buckner. Um, you look at the contract extension that that he received. He's now the second highest paid defensive tackle behind Aaron Donald. Um, and it it appears. Yeah, it's a one, but it's also an unknown commodity, right? Like, you don't know what this player yeah. is going yeah. to be. Um, so I'm thinking a one and maybe either a day two or, or a day three pick, perhaps, I thought would have been appropriate compensation. Not mad at, at, at it being just a one. Um, but I think with that being said, you now look at the Niners from a financial standpoint, and 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 a lot of this was was business related, right? Um, yes, yes. But, That's why I say it's a good deal because it's a, all of it is business related, and you got back the number one. Um, you, yes, it's an unknown commodity for a known commodity, and what I do know about the known commodity is that remember what I always told you about the salary cap? It's only an issue when you don't want to pay a guy. Yeah, and you, they didn't want to pay Buckner. Um, they didn't want to pay him over what you're going to see. The league right now is to a point, and you look at it, where a starter, a solid starter, is going to get a million dollars a year. I mean, a million dollars a game. He's going, he's going to make in the 17 um, million range, and then it's going to start to go up from there. So, if you can, as many guys as you can keep below that 17 number, um, that's a win. And that's what they're looking at right now. That's that's how it's going to be. That's that. And they were able to sign one of their players in their in that range. And you got another guy who's kind of played himself be above that. Do you want to play it? Because remember, it's always a choice. Do you want to pay it? They didn't want to pay it. It's that simple. Well, so, and, so now, and here's a, here's the other thought also to that. Right, they, the Niners didn't want to pay it. Right, they they instead elect to give the money to. Um, to Armstead, 
Um, nah, they wait. Hold, stop, stop, stop. They didn't. They didn't. Uh, they didn't elect to give it to him because Armstead's money is not Buckner's money. They decided not to pay. That they were not going to pay Buckner. They. they made well, they made a. Mind. They made a choice, right? I mean, it's yeah. it's one. It's well, one well, it's or the not, other. No, no, it's not. It's not an either or. It's not an either or. They wanted to pay Eric, and this is what we. This is what we want to pay Eric. And Eric, are you happy? Remember, I told you before. It's a question of are you happy? What's your number? Everyone always talks about turning down money and hometown discount no such thing it's what do you want so if eric says he they I, I, they obviously gave him the number that he wanted or he would not have signed trust me he, he didn't sit here and say i'm not happy with this contract but i'm gonna sign it anyway so his money has nothing to do with buckner's money but they but remember we were discussing this before as a gm long-term good of the team and the organization that is your responsibility. You're not just looking at Buckner and today and we have him under contract. What's our best offer that we can get on a guy that we are projecting? Because remember, his contract wasn't up. We know it's going to be up in 12 months. What is that number going to be? Are we going to pay that number looking at the other contracts on that we have right now? Do we want to pay him that? Or do we want to take this offer that we see right now for this number 13 pick? What's the belief that we can get one better than that? It's, it's business, but his money has that. That's all that is. That's that's about Buckner has nothing to do with. We have to sign Eric Armstead or Buckner. You can sign them all. You can sign them both if you want them both. It, so there, there's no, but we, I mean, we talked about it on the pod last week in terms of you got a lot of guys on this defensive line and, and eventually, you know, these guys are going to start. It's going to be time for some of these, these guys to start getting paid. Right. I mean, Armstead was up. You had the opportunity to franchise franchise tag him. You didn't. Um, Buckner was going to be up next year. So the time to trade him obviously was going to be right now. And so the aesthetics of it, looking at it on the surface, it appears. Okay. Knowing we, we're not going to be knowing, we're likely not going to be able to keep all of these guys. They pulled the plug on Buckner and sent him to Indy for a one, and then they ended up signing. Um, they ended up signing uh, Armstead. Uh, but but so you're you're dispelling that whole that whole narrative, essentially. Uh, yes, it, it's not about well, the, the narrative is always an either or. It's never an either or. You're going to lose guys when you're a good team um, because if you're a good team, guys are going to, like, like I'm saying, look at it right now. And that's where it's going around the league. These, these numbers used to sound crazy, but it's gotten to a point to where a proven starter, the, the high-end guys are going to get around a million dollars a game um, at, you know, outside of the quarterback. That's, that's where it's going to. You're going to get 15, 16, 17 million because they're going to a 17-game um, season. So you're, you're looking at that. Now, it's not – if when guys play themselves above that, who do you want to keep? Because you already have guys above that. It's your quarterback. Um, other positions, you're going to have star guys that are going to pay. But it's not, it's not I have to keep this guy or let that guy go. If you want Buckner, if you think Buckner is important to you maintaining what it is you do, you pay him. It's like the J.J. Watt. It's like the Aaron Donald. If you think you have to pay that guy to maintain, then you pay him, and you and you will pay other people around him if you think that's necessary. The 49ers, 
I told you they have 172 defensive linemen, which is why I didn't think Armstead <laughs> was going to be there. They have too many guys that can play efficiently and start. No, you may not get you may not get the numbers that Buck got. And Defoe, I mean, and you look at Defoe, he played well. He's a good player. You know, it's one of those things you hate to see a good player go. Does the D, but this is the question, and this is what you have to ask from um, John Lynch's perspective. Does the D-line fall apart without him? Yeah, um, and, and and so and, and that brings me and that brings me to my to my next point, right? So does does the D line fall without him? I think, and, and so here's the thing, right? Defoe was a key cog, right? And and not only just with his play on the field, but you know, guys in the locker room loved him. You know, coaches that like like he 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 was beloved by his teammates. You know, he 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 was you could say he he was the, the heartbeat of that defensive line, um, if if you want. But you look at this, and that position—it's—it's it's so weird, right? Because if you're going to win, if you're going to win big in this league, like you better have some guys up front on both lines, right? But at the same time, um, those guys don't win it for you, right? Like I remember a couple years ago when a lot of people were saying, "Oh, Aaron Donald is—you know—he might be the best player in the football. He might be this, that, and the other." And this is when he started his first holdout, right? Um, and he was coming off a year in which he was dominant. The Rams won how many games? Um, didn't even make the playoffs, right? Not enough. Yeah. yeah. And 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 so it's like, well, you know, how much is this guy really worth? JJ Watt, that he when he won those back to back defensive uh, players of the year, right? One of those years, the the Texans made the playoffs. Um, you know, how, how often is it that a guy? You know that wins defensive player of the year is actually part of a, a a team that goes on to to win a Super Bowl. You know how how often is it that um, a, a guy like Indama Kinsu, impactful throughout the first part of his entire career in Detroit, right, didn't sniff the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So so those guys and and this is where I started to come around on this because originally I was like, wait a minute, okay, you trade Buckner if if there's one of the it, it, it appeared to me that he took that they elected to go. Buckner, um, they elected to go Armstead over Buckner, um, and, and then it's like, okay, you trade you trade Buckner and you give Armstead the money. I'm like, okay, well, I would have much preferred you give Buckner the money and you let Armstead walk, kind of like what we talked about. But then when you start to peel the the layers of this onion back, um, there's a lot of ways you can look at this, and, and I, I give John Lynch a bunch of credit for this because when you talk about um, what he got in return, he wasn't getting a one back for Armstead. From from anybody, right? I think he would have been fortunate to get maybe two, you know, two later round picks for an Armstead. But um, so he was able to get a one back. He was able to to save a little bit of cap space uh, at the same time. Um, you keep a guy in Armstead who is brings you some versatility on that defensive line. And, yes. And and, yes. and and you hope that what you saw last year was a precursor of things to come. Um, you know, the the latter part of about that kind of scares me when you when you talk about guys who are who play well in a contract year. Um, uh-huh. And so you just hope you just hope what we saw from Armstead is uh, is a sign of things to come, as opposed to you know a, a, a one a one year sort of deal. Um, uh, well, yeah, you have to hope that he's moving forward. But now this is the other part of all of that. Remember, they didn't overpay him. They didn't overpay. Yeah, him. They, they, didn't. Didn't. He, they, they didn't. They didn't. They paid him. They paid him the going rate for 
a solid starter. You have a versatile starter. This is a guy that you have decided that we believe that he is a starter for us, and we are going to pay him like a starter. And that's how that's the going rate. So I'm okay with it. Um, and the Colts gave at- Defoe big time money, like big time money. And 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 for the landscape of this franchise, um, you know, I, I don't I don't necessarily think that that was the right direction to go when, when you talk about the Niners. And so, oh, well, well, you know what? No, this is the thing. The Niners, the Niners would have paid Defoe that money uh, because he put himself in position to where, as you see. Um, because you, you, you get paid not what you're worth, what you negotiate. And he had negotiated himself with his play into position to, to um, be able to um, garner that type money. So that much we know because someone actually put it on paper. So he would have been able to get that from the Niners as well. Now, the issue – well, it's not even an issue. The thing is that you didn't have to do it. The Niners didn't have to because, as I'm saying, the D-line doesn't fall apart without him. The Colts need that force there. The 49ers have enough guys. Hell, the 49ers got guys coming off injured reserve that can go to other places and start. Yeah. So they don't need to – they didn't need to pay it, and you're looking at it right now. Since you know that you are not going to put that type – because remember, it's not just about this season. You're trying to maintain excellence. So you know you're not going to pay it this year. You know that you're not gonna you're not gonna pay it next next year because you know you're not gonna pay it this year because you didn't pay it to Armstead who was already up. You know you're not gonna pay it next year uh, because you're looking at what you have already around there. So if you're not gonna do it, it's back to what I said. What what can you get for him right now going into this draft to help you build um, to try and win a championship this year? The thirteenth pick of the draft helps you tremendously. Even if you don't use that draft pick, you know how much more equity, um, draft equity you can get for it. The possible player that you can get for it. I mean, there, there's a soul there. I mean, you know, the coach just got default for it. The Niners could go out and do the same thing if they chose to do so. Yeah. Yeah. They could get They, they, they could get They can flip it for forward. another guy. Yeah, they can flip it for another yes. guy. Um, so the that's, the that, opportunities that's are endless. Yeah, they're, they're, yeah. they're limitless. Um, yeah. It's it's March and normally it's madness, but uh, we're in some different times now. Um, so there is no March madness. Uh, sports books are closed. I know a lot of people make their way out to Vegas. They get ready for you know the first weekend of uh, of the tournament, and they just go ham. Um, can't do that this this time around. Um, and, and so while you're waiting this out at home with us. Uh, you can still have some fun betting at betonline.com. I know you, a lot of you guys like to play the sports, like play the games, like to play the ponies. You, you just just play everything, right? So no March Madness or in, none of the leagues going on. A lot of the leagues are are, are closed down right now, suspended. Uh, they, can, they can bet on what half what half anniversary that you um, are <laughs> celebrating that week. You can you, you can wager you can wager on that. There are a lot of things to celebrate here in, in the Haylock House. You 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 definitely wager on that. And then there's there's hundreds of places to wager, including their online casino with poker and blackjack as well. And also, they wanted us to let you know sports aren't totally done. There's still mixed martial arts, American Idol. The elections, the spelling bee. Yours truly was a sixth grade spelling bee champ, Ed. I just wanted you to know that. And the Nathan's hot dog eating contest, if you're into that sort of thing. So 
There is still fun to be had when you go to betonline.com and use the promo code MYPOD100 to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's right. For my listeners, 50% off with the promo code MYPOD100. BetOnline, the fun never ends. Um, well, I, I tell you what, if I had known about Bet Online at that time, I would have probably dropped a, a little cheese on you winning the sixth grade spelling bee. <laughs> That's knowing a, you like I know you. I, I, I would have had no doubts whatsoever. My dog, my dog. A <laughs> hey, shout out to uh, to Beachy Niner Girl and at Cinnamon Kiss as well. Hey, they celebrate half birthdays, Ed. I, I think it, it might be time for you to uh, to, to get uh, on board. You know what? I saw that, and I would like for both of them to know that's not a thing. All three of you need to know. It's not a thing, okay? You okay? Guys, it's not a thing. It's not a thing. You can't you, – you, you were not born on a half day. You were either born or you were in chaos. I tell you. There's no – there's no, there's no half birthday, you know. I tell you what, during these quarantine times, people gonna be celebrating a lot of halves and everything else. We celebrate half, half birthdays, three quarter birthdays, uh, and and everything else. No, that's not a thing. It's it's, it's happening. Not a thing. It's, ha- it's 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 happening. It's already here, man. It's already here. You you go 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 online. You can find a half birthday candle and plates and decorations to go along with it. Look, I don't make this stuff up, man. Um. The you said something right before right before that about John Lynch, um, and we talked about this in the last pod, and I think you, you even talked about it at the top of this show. You said if you got a good team, you're going to lose good players. Um, yes, I think we're why we're watching John Lynch grow up in the position right now. Like I, I think that was a ballsy move sending Buckner the way he did. I think that's him getting ahead. Of the curve and not uh-huh. waiting and getting something in return that he can either use for himself, uh, he can he can flip it for you know another player. He could flip it for some other picks. Like I think he he's we're watching him grow and learn on the job, and it, it's it's pretty exciting. There, there there's a lot of concern, a lot of. I don't want to say concerns, but there were some questions, right? Like he built this thing. How how now is he going to maintain it, and, and w- how creative is he going to be able to get with, <laughs> with know, the limited cap space? And, and it, that, this funny, is a big man. move. Well, you know what's what, and that's so funny. That's that's Twitter for you, right? It's <laughs> like first of all, first of all, he takes over the team, and then you come in and like, what is this guy coming from? Coming from the television booth. You know, why does he even have this job? What is he doing? Now, is, 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 will he be able to do it? Then you see the turnaround of the team and where they are right now. And now the talk is, well, anybody could have done it. You give them that much cap room and, you, you know, you give them, the, you know, the, the, those draft selections, anybody could have done it. If that's the case, then Cleveland wouldn't be so bad. Uh, but let's keep going. Um, now, it's well, it's now it's well. Let's see if he hey, can hey, make Cle- it. Hey, Cleveland may be winning the offseason again. They, they they got uh they got Hooper and oh, yeah. they, they got Conklin as well. So it's I'm, it's, dude, now, it's right now, now it's now to start start uh dude, st- tune up that band again. Dude, I'm gonna tell you right now, Cleveland Cleveland is a beast. Uh, March through July, <laughs> can't touch them. Cleveland Cleveland's a beast Cle- every year. Cleveland rocks every spring. That's right. Every year, every year. It's a shame that they don't play football in the spring. You're you're absolutely <laughs> right. Because when the fall comes around, they fall up. What happened? <laughs> talking about peaking too soon. Uh, <laughs> but 
but John, John is John is GMing. He is GMing his ass off. That's a word, he's brother. Doing, he's doing the job the way you want the job done. He is not in his fields. He is looking and doing what a general manager is supposed to do. I'm saying it once more. Take care of the long-term good of the team. That's not Kyle Shanahan's job. Kyle's job is to give me all the best players right now so I can win today. And John's job is to say, these are the guys that I'm going to give you based on what you told me you need to do. I also need to get this guy and get him ready for two years later, for three years later. Because this guy's going to have to go. Because if he continues to do what he's doing, we can't pay him that much. Mm-hmm. He's going to either age himself out or he's going to advance himself with his play out. You can't keep them all. Because you're bringing in guys that you hope can get it, get it done. So, John, I'm not even saying he's growing up at the position. John has been doing – he's been doing grown folk work since he stepped in. He's been doing it. He's been doing it. That why, why did the team look at look at the turnover and the way they flipped what the team has been doing since he's gotten there? It's not like he just started doing the job. If he had been wrong, they would be one of the bad teams. They, he took over a perennial bad team. Yeah, and and now they're good. So now let's see if they can flip that and be a contender continuously. That's what that's what you want. But he's been doing the job. I have it, it's it, I was said it down the stretch. I have no reason to question the coaching staff. I have no reason to question ownership. I have no reason to question um, the GM, the, the the personnel staff. There's no reason because the things that they have been doing have been working out. So I, I don't I, I I'm that's why I said I am completely it, it I'm like you it threw me off a little bit wasn't expecting it because it's like you don't have to do anything with Buck but that right there shows me he is GMing he's he's saying you know what I don't know if I'm gonna get a better offer than the number thirteen pick yeah because because that deal isn't on the table this time next year right this time yeah, next maybe year not. he's this time next year he's you know, you're you're in the oh, same yeah. position like you were with Armstead, right? Either yes, you want to tag yes. him, or you got to you figure out a long term deal, or let him walk, right? Yes, so, yes. so you get your your one year, you're ahead of it by a, a year. Um, and what you already know, and what you already know is that you are going to pay him more than what you're paying Buckner. I mean, I mean, what you're paying Armstead. Yeah. There's there's no way that you're going to pay him Armstead's money or less. You have to pay him more. So you can already do the math in your head, and you just said it. That deal won't be on the table. So what do we do? Because you can steal this this line right now. If you really want to, you can go and get another big mean D lineman. Yeah. And have him on have him on a rookie contract and keep the party going. You can do it again. And why would I not think that they can't select another good D lineman? They've been selecting pretty good at the position so far. So go get another one if necessary. And keep it, and that's that's how you you gotta have some guys. You're gonna get the Armsteads that play, earn it, put themselves in position to do it, and get the money that they deserve, um, that they've earned. 
I mean, you, but you got to have some guys on those rookie contracts. Yeah, and you never know. I mean, free agency isn't over yet. I mean, you, you may be able to get a guy, a veteran guy, you know, on, on the team. We, we talked about Sue, you know, on the last podcast. You know, there, yes. there, there could be a guy out there who – who who who's who's made his money? Who who right now is just kind of in search of a ring? Just wants to be on a winning team and and, and willing to, to come in and, and play for, um, play for little, you know. And and that could be that could be a piece. And and with, and with Armstead coming back, you got the versatility as well, right? I mean, yeah, you can go get you an interior guy. You can get you an outside guy. Um, and 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 still be able to make it work out that way. I mean, this is a team that. Is coming off a Super Bowl appearance, um, and, and and you said it. I mean, coming off of a Super Bowl appearance, and, and John Lynch built that right. He built that up to the Super Bowl team, and 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 so, um, and super a Super Bowl appearing appearing team, and so you got to give him some credit for for that for getting to that point. And now it's just about continuing the process. And he took a took a took a huge step, I think, this week with 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 that Buckner deal. That look look that took a lot of. Uh, it took a lot of intestinal fortitude. I mean, that's a guy who's well liked in that locker room. That's a guy who's well liked by the fan base. It was uh-huh. it was not popular. You talk about being in your fields. You know, a lot of Niners fans in their fields right now and over that that Buckner move. Um, Can I tell you? I don't even think it was that hard. I really don't think it was that hard of a move to make because if you just the way we've just broken this down, if you look at this and you think about the fact that deal is not on the table. How much money are you going to put into those two guys right there on your front? Um, when I still think you need another, uh, you need a pass rusher, uh, you know, because we saw the impact of D Ford. Uh, but when you have all of these other D linemen that that have shown that they they've shown, we got a lot of guys at the D on the D line that have shown flashes. Yeah. So if you if you have that and you can get the pick. It, I mean, look at it, and now, now what you get to do with that pick, um, not even concerning yourself with with whether or not you're going to get Buck's deal done. You don't have to worry about that going on all year long. Um, that being the question, are you going to extend default? When is this deal going to get done? All of that is out of the way now. And as you said, free agency isn't over. You have an opportunity to draft whatever position you think you need. You got two first round picks now. Two first round picks. You're more than likely you're going to come out okay. You're going to, you're going to come out okay. And this team and everyone talks about all the lack of draft picks. This team is not in position right now. You're, this team is not in position to where your draft picks are going to make it anyway. That's a great thing. Yeah. All all your draft picks aren't going to be if 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 you are drafting every single year and all your draft picks are making the team, you suck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because you, you you do you suck. All all your draft picks shouldn't make the team. All of your draft picks shouldn't come in and be able to play. Because 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 right now, yeah, you're gonna still keep drafting, but you don't have. You're not gonna draft a guy that's gonna come and take Greenlaw's spot. Yeah, you, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. you're not gonna you're you're not gonna draft. A, those are the things that you got to start looking at. When when you start saying okay you have you have been smart you have drafted these guys you've had players come in and step up and they've groomed themselves to come in but but it's you don't need a lot of draft picks you don't have to have, you don't have to draft someone or a couple of guys in every round they're not going to make the team period so you are trying to get the best players that you can possibly get to help you continue that climb you you fell a, you know one step short. Who can help you? 
What do you need? Is that an offensive lineman? Is that a wide receiver? Is that another D lineman? Is that a DB? You can go anywhere. So get that right now. The one thing that you – and I, I just threw D lineman out there. The one thing that you didn't need is another interior D lineman. Okay. But the Niners don't need it. And that's what I'm saying. With Defoe going, the, the, the D front is not going to fall apart. Yes, yes, you lost a solid player, but that team, it is not going to fall apart, and and that's just it. Is if you lost if if you lost Kittle, if you traded away Kittle, now I'm concerned. Yeah. You see the difference? Yeah. That that that's what I mean. It, it, it's it's that that's that's a concern right now. It's not it's not a major concern with a star, and I can say a, a star He's, defender. Yeah, a star, leader. yeah. And, you can lose a you can lose a star defender when you have a room that's filled with other dudes that can play. Yeah, and, and that just kind of goes back to 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 my point earlier. When I mean, you just look at the history of the league. I mean, yeah, those guys are good. Those those guys are valuable. You obviously would like to have those guys, but they don't necessarily win you a title. You know, they don't necessarily win you a, a division championship. Um, and, and so um, I think from that standpoint, then it, it, you absolutely you look at this thing big picture. And absolutely. I mean, that's that's a perfect a perfect way to look at it. That's the lens, the lens to kind of view it through. And, and, and now you look at a guy like Kittle, who's going to be up and extensions, you know, contract talks for an extension for him, uh-huh. you know, or are, are going to begin. You would imagine at some point here. And so. Um, so yeah, obviously that that's something that you want to take care of that you want to shore up uh, long, long term. Um, you know, it was a great year for the Niners. Obviously, they they made it to the Super Bowl. John Lynch built this thing. Um, came up just a little bit short. So I, we we talked about this too. Like we don't want to see y'all like out on the streets wearing your NFC uh, championship T shirts. All right, you, you can no, yeah you can, no. you can yeah you you can you can hide those, but. We know you like to wear t- we know you like to wear t-shirts so we have something exciting for you brand new sponsor to the show ed brand new sponsor brand new sponsor and you, and you mentioned it there, there are a lot of NFC championship shirts that we don't want to see ever again. don't want to see them proud of the team but that is over we're not going to advertise that but but you know style is changing in t-shirts it's a major thing you know formal wear is out and the t-shirt is in we all know that so true classic tees that's one of my favorites, wearing one right now. Uh, it's an L.A.-based company, uh, and they are on the rise. you got to check them out. The T-shirts are soft. They hold up in the wash. They're incredibly versatile. You can wear them out. You can wear them while you're working out. You can wear them around the house, and we're all spending a lot of time around the house, and you need things to wear around the house. You don't want to just walk around celebrating um, half birthdays and things like that. Not <laughs> Or you can you can get one that says "Happy Half Birthday." It's my half birthday. <laughs> and you know what, man? The best the best part of it is that they are uh, inexpensive, man. These guys are only fifteen dollars, and you can get them for even less if you go to trueclassictees.com and use the code at checkout B L E A V. You get twenty percent off. That's believe B L E A V at trueclassictees.com. Someone not signed yet by this this Niners team, uh, 
Emmanuel Sanders. Emmanuel Sanders, yeah. I heard Dallas is trying to get him, which is smart for them. Yeah. Um, da- Dallas is, is – and apparently there's mutual interest there, according to some reports. Um, well, he's a Texas kid. And and you, you mentioned um, – he is a Texas guy, right? Where he went to SMU, didn't he? Um, yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, he did. He went to SMU. So, um, and that's right there in Dallas, basically. Uh, SMU is. Um, you you mentioned it on the last pod. Like you you think he is probably the top priority, right? In, in terms I, of he returning would, for guys. Me, yeah, yeah. For me, he was the top priority. Um, and and I and we've kind of touched on it with the D line. What what did I say? I told you that there are 176 D linemen. Uh, so you if you lose a D lineman, you're okay. Look, they lost a D lineman, not the one that we thought, but they lost a D lineman. I'm I'm not panicking, not at all. Very likable player. Uh, you know, love what he did while he was in the colors. Uh, I think the team is going to be okay. I think you're okay at that position. I don't know what you're going to – at the wide receiver position, I think, and I believe that that's why Dallas is looking at it. Um, you, you're looking at a guy that can come in and your quarterback gets better. We saw that immediately. We saw it immediately. And when Emmanuel Sanders when, – when it first went down, I was asked about that. And I told him, I said, this is the guy. I said, he's a bad ball catcher. Uh, he understands routes. He's been on – and he succeeded in multiple systems. That lets me know that his um, football acumen is very high. This guy understands what needs to be done on the field, and um, he, he is one of those guys that can bring other guys along. That's what I thought about him. I saw him in the colors. That's exactly what he did. He, I mean, the quarterback immediately got better. That right there has a certain value to me. So back to that whole salary cap thing and who you can pay and who you can't pay. You can. This is not. It's not an either or. It's not another guy's money. How valuable is that to you? Do you think you can get that out of someone? Do you have a young guy that you think is ready to step into that? I don't know. Um, are you going to go out and pay another guy to do that? Because you found one. So the question is, what are you trying to do, and how immediate is it? Because to me, I think it's immediate. Um, by that, I mean you are in position to win a championship right now uh, with the squads you have. You need that consistency that he provides. Um, so the age, to me, is not a, a, a major issue um, because you're trying to get it done right now. You're not worried about three, four years down the road. Do, uh, do, do he, they have to be yeah. careful? Because uh, there, there's some reports out there that the, the Niners are kind of trying to wait to see what the market is, you know, before they come with an official offer. Um, yeah, see, they're doing that. You see, and then you see Dallas. I mean, there it looks like they they be maybe may be pretty aggressive. They may be pretty aggressive as it relates uh, to Sanders and trying to get another weapon around Dak Prescott. Like, could could that could could they could that could that go could they go wrong by doing so? Oh yeah, well you can always you can always go wrong because it's it's the Armstead Armstead thing. You you don't you have your number set that what you may want and this is what I want to do. Um, you don't know what else is out there. Uh, you don't know what else someone is willing to offer you. You don't know what else it could be until you're given that opportunity to see. And it could always be a situation to where someone puts something out that the that the, the organization is not willing to do, or 
it's just something that this team is like, okay, this works for me. You, you, you risk that where it's like, okay, this is, well, what do you want? Okay. We'll give you that. And so, you know, their, their offer may be, may come in where it's one of those deals where it's like, I, well, I have to take this, (laughs) you know, that, that could happen. And, and you risk that whenever you do it. So that's that's the case. The Niners are probably looking at it right now saying, okay, you have to worry about Amari Cooper um, and, and what you're going to get done there. Um, you know, they're looking at the different players that they have and, and what money are they going to spend. So how much are they really going to put into um, their slot receiver? How much? Well, how I mean, much that would be interesting because they just gave Amari – well, they franchise tag Dak and then they just gave, they just, they just mm-hmm. gave Amari – Five years, one hundred. Five year, uh huh. So how much are you? How much you? How much you going to put into that position? That's the thing. That's the thing. And see, the Niners are the Niners, and you look at it, they are actually in position to put more money. If you really think about it, they're in position to put more money into the wide receiver position because they don't have the hundred million dollar receiver. Yeah. You know, so so that's that's a part of them saying, let's look and see what's going to be out there. And allow them to set the market. So you always do risk um, losing a player when you do that. Um, but if you if you are willing to pay him his number, get it over with. Just just get it over with. That that's that's the thing that, that you just, you have to look at. Sometimes it's not up to you because this could simply be a case of um, a guy at the nearing the end of his career saying, "I want to go home." Could be. And the, and the opportunity. To be to to go there and play, um, you know it, it's it's and, and it's he, there. And he's won before, so it's not like he's in search of a ring. Um, uh, you know, he's, no, no. He's, and, and he's, he, he's 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 been there. He's won before. Not not saying that he doesn't want to or that it's not important to him, but um, it's not like a guy who's never been there before, who who hasn't tasted what the Super Bowl is like. Like he's been there, he's done that, he's won that. And, well, and the so, other th- the other part of it is also he's going to Dallas. He's going to a situation where he doesn't. If he went to Dallas, it wouldn't be a situation in which he felt he didn't have an opportunity to win. Yeah, that's 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 a that's a part of regardless of whether it's a fallacy or not. That's a part of the Dallas Cowboys where they believe that they are perennial contenders every year. And and you look at what he would be going into. He's going to fill, you know, you know, with the with the people that are on the offense that I can go in and I I would have an opportunity to perform well and help this team. Um, Move forward. Look at look what he just did with the 49ers. There's why, why would he not believe he could do the same thing in Dallas? Yeah, I mean, so, huge. So it's always there. It's always there. Huge. And that's why I, I'm back to what I said. I, he's a pri- to me. He's the, he was the number one priority. I'm glad um, Armstead's worked out. I'm thrilled that Jimmy Ward is back. Um, and I and I and I really think he played him. I'm glad they did that. That's not only one of those type signings. Um, that's not one of the one of the type signings where it's just good for the the players on, on in the huddle um, and his play on the field. That's good for the organization when when you stick with a guy like that, you give him an opportunity because you, you did you drafted him high, you you you, you put him in position to where um, now what can you do that you're healthy and he showed you and you didn't hold the injuries against him. Yeah. You, you know, you, you're looking at it saying, like, you are one of us. You have shown us. You have been here. We've seen you fight through it. We understand what's going on, and uh, we're going to reward you for that. Not And not, not by giving you something that you haven't earned. We are going to show you that we 
uh, this is how you show me, show me your appreciation. <laughs> this is this is why this is how you show me that you like what I do on the field, that you appreciate the hard work I've put in, the rehab, everything, um, and the plays that I've made um, to help us win football games. It's by paying me properly, and that's that's what they've done. So, and, and that says a lot to your locker room. Yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see. I know once the the Buckner deal went through and the Niners got the number thirteen pick back, Niners Twitter just started going nuts with the thought of them using a wide receiver there at thirteen. And who knows? I, I mean, if if kind of kind of like how we said, you know, what happens with Armstead could be a dictator on you know what they decide to do at thirty one. Mm-hmm. Um, what happens now with Emmanuel Sanders may. Give us a clue on what they want to do at thirteen or thirty-one. Um, I don't know. I mean, I I, I know. I just find it a- hard. Yeah, I, this is my thing, though. I, do, do you see them drafting a wide receiver at thirteen? I I don't. Um, this is such a deep wide receiver class where I feel like you can get a guy later in the draft, but then again, like you you have the opportunity to maybe draft what you think could be a game changer. And and maybe a, a a Jerry Judy or a CD Lamb, like if they're there at thirteen, like how how hard would that be to to pass up? Um. Well, if you if you think that you have a freak of nature guy, I'm big on Alabama receivers. Jerry Judy is probably a um. You know, and I, I made a mistake earlier today, and I said to CD Lamb, I meant Jerry Judy as far as route running. Um. Yeah, guys coming out of Alabama are normally polished. Um, and ready to actually um, add to the goal early in their careers um, at the wide receiver position. And the way the rules have changed, it's easier on a rookie receiver. Rookie receivers rarely did what um, what uh, uh, Randy Moss did. Yeah, you, you know, it's it's rare. It's rare that a rookie receiver comes in and just and and just takes over and performs you know, like this killer ball because the game is so different and they have to learn to read coverages and you have to learn to read it on the run. And it's like I always say about the, you know, changing an offense, the court, everybody has to learn, learn to see, and especially receivers, they have to learn to see what the quarterback is seeing. Um, and that's hard on young receivers, but the rules have changed to where you can't knock guys out. There's no, no longer that ass tax in the middle of the field between the balls. Yeah. Because of that, receivers are a little more comfortable. So Judy, back to back to this guy. This is this is someone. It, it would be tough. It would be tough. And, and I say this, and I'm putting on my GM's hat right now. This is someone that I personally would not draft a corner or a wide receiver in the first round. D, DBs in general, I'm going to stay away from wide receivers and DBs in the first round because. Number one, you are the smaller peripheral guys and you get injured easier than anybody else on the field. So you, you, you end up missing time. Uh, and the other part of it is that I can find a fast kid that can catch. Yeah. I can find a fast kid that can cover later. I don't have to do that. Human beings don't just all of a sudden. It's hard to teach. I can teach a guy how to do those other things. I can't teach a guy to grow 6'5". 380. Okay, so when I, I like big human beings in those slots. But well, after saying all of that, it would be hard to pass on one of those guys. Um, 
if they're there. I I ask you the question, what do you think they're going to do? I say they pass on those guys. I I say you pass on them um, because you got a lot of equity already put into that wide receiver room and young guys that you're waiting to see what they can do. Yeah. So, I, that, I, so that to me, I'm sorry, let me just say this. To me, that says more – if you draft a guy, that says to me – a lot about the guys that are in that room, the health, um, you know, your plans on those guys being on the field. You know what I mean? Yeah. It says a lot about that if you go and do that, because it it seems to me that they've addressed that position in the last few seasons, the last few last few drafts. Yeah, I it's it's hard to that, that position is so dependent upon who's back there under center. Right. And so, because of that, like, you got some big-time dudes. You know, A.J. Green, Julio Jones, um, even Odell. Like, guys who haven't had, you know, like, winning success. Like, Julio Julio did get to a Super Bowl, right? But A.J.'s just kind of... I mean, yeah. they, you know, they're, they've been they were one and done, you know, during Marvin's tenure. And I tell you, and Hop. I mean, Hop, Hop didn't have a quarterback his whole career. Yeah. Yeah, and, but yeah, but, but from a winning standpoint, like, what did that get you if you're the Texans, right? Like, yeah, forever, yeah, exactly. Like, you know, and so, um, I think to your point, like, I I would be okay with that. Um, I, I would almost rather them trade the pick. In all honesty, like trade the pick for, you know, move down. You know, get, nah. get get some meat or or flip it for for someone else. Like I, as it relates to that wide receiver room, like I, I would much rather them go out and get a veteran who could have a I, similar I impact like that Sanders had last year. I I agree. I would prefer you go out and get a veteran. And the reason being is that we just discussed it. You don't have the you don't have the hundred million dollar contract at the wide receiver position. You don't. You're, you're only paying one receiver. You're gonna have to. Pay, you're gonna have to pay Kittle. Your other receivers you aren't paying. You have guys on on young con, on rookie contracts. You can put some money into getting a veteran. And I'm saying, go get a big. Get an offensive lineman. Okay. I, I'm okay if you get another defensive lineman. Okay. I, I'm. I, I'm. I would. I would really be okay if you got because right now. You're 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 looking at the position, and there was this whole question: Is Staley going to retire? Is he not going to retire? Well, if you got a guy that you think can come in and start for you, and replace that, if I'm I'm drafting 13, if I think I can draft the next All Pro left tackle, you why not go, go get him? Yeah, I mean, you got to go get him. Anytime you can get better on one of those lines, then I'm I'm all exactly. I'm, I'm all for it. Um, that's that's why I'm. That's but why I'm but like, so I'm much of, of the narrative, though, in, in the first round is best available, right? Re, like regardless of position, right? So you get exactly. there at thirteen, and it's not an O lineman, it's not a D lineman, and and it's either it, it's Jerry Judy right there staring at you, like he's the next, he's the best available on your draft board at that at that point in time. Like, what do you do? You trade down? Well, is it, but now best available, best available for you moving forward like how do i feel it's the buckner trade how do i feel about the other bodies under contract in the room so if i if i don't think herd is coming back if i'm looking at this you know and i'm, I'm going through this and i don't think that i'm going to get 
anything more out of born or there's no more upside or I'm looking at this and like, I like Debo, but I'm still viewing Debo as I, I, I you know, I think he's going to be a top tier number two. I'm not, I'm not saying, I'm just saying this, this is the, this is the evaluation. Is he a top tier number two? Is he a lower end number one? Is he a top end number one? All of these type things you got to start asking yourself. That's that that is going to determine whether or not I'm going to draft one of those receivers if I think they can be the next you know Pro Bowler or All Pro at that position because it's long term good of the team. If I feel like I have that in the room, then I'm gonna I'm gonna move on because best available doesn't mean best available um, um, in a non need position. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. That's 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 a part of it as well. If I if I don't have a use for this guy, if if I if I really don't, you, I I played with John Taylor and Jerry Rice. Um, they weren't drafting receivers, and they were still going best available, uh, but they didn't draft wide receivers early on. They didn't yeah. draft. You, you, there was no reason to because you weren't going to play. It's just in the secondary. They they didn't do it. We got they got D linemen them every year. You get big human beings. They would draft offensive linemen, defensive linemen, um, because because of the need to make certain that that's happening. But every year, yes, you brought in wide receivers, you brought in DBs, but they were later round guys. And that's just that's just the the way it was. You you draft the guys later on. Um, because you know these guys aren't going to play because of the bodies in your room. So all of those things you have to look at, and that's truly where the Niners are right now. They have drafted well. Uh, I go back to it. I probably sound like a broken record. It was like I have no reason to believe that they are wrong about some of these injured guys. They've been right about everybody else. So why would I? Why would I all of a sudden assume that that they missed on these guys? Yeah, it's it's Mike Upati. Basically, right? Like, going back to the 2010 draft, I remember watching that draft, and I remember thinking, okay, uh, we got Crab, Mm -hmm. and and you're you're picking at at 17, and right there, Des Bryant is staring you in the face, (laughs) right? Uh And I'm like, okay, let's get Des, right? Uh, And and, and Hardball drafts. Mike Upati, and, and uh-huh. never heard of the guy before. Guy out of out of, out of Idaho. I'm like, what, mm-hmm. what in the world is like? You know, this is the opposite of sexy, right? But you you, you know you you trust the trust the, the front staff, trust the GM, and obviously he ended up being you know one of the key pieces for Thank you. you know those good teams um, uh-huh. that that the Niners had uh, going forward. You know, un, under the Harbaugh years. So I mean, that, that that's basically what you're looking at, right? That's basically yeah. what, what you're what you're saying. And yeah, it's not sexy. And you just said it. it's not sexy, but it's like, how do you maintain stability? How do you keep playing? What what are the important parts of your team? And, and you just said it. If you're not good up front, it's hard. And But now being good up front is not going to win it for you. The Colts have a really good offensive line. They do. That's not going to win it. For you, we you know we you've seen teams. You mentioned Aaron Donald can lead the league, and JJ Watt and all these guys can do these things with the sacks and the hits and all this. That's not going to win it for you. But without it, if your if your offensive line is horrible, you can't win. Can't win. If your defensive line is horrible, you can't win. So whenever you can get those big bodies that you know can come in and play, that's I'm I 
I, I lived it. I saw it work. I, I saw I saw it work. There was never there was never a good team that I was on that didn't have good lines. Yeah, I mean, you just look at the Chargers from last season, right? They were a sexy pick by everybody to get to the Super Bowl before the season started. Defensive line solid. Offensive line, not so much. You know, mm-hmm. Philip was kind of running for his life back there. You know, majority of the year and. And they got beat up, and now they're trying to shore up some things. Um, you know, they bring in two guys now in this offseason and try to shore some things up uh, on that O-line. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's essential. It's very, assen- it's very essential to, to, to winning um, in this league. Like, you, you better – I mean, that's just football, period. You know what I mean? Like, you better have some dudes up front um, to be able to control, control that line of scrimmage, to be able to do what it is um, that you need to do. Um we're on Emmanuel Sanders' watch. As of the the time of this recording, um, he has yet uh, to to sign anywhere. He's still, mm-hmm. he's still out there. Um, Sean Coleman. That's also a name that we did not mention, but that that's a guy up front. Um, he he did sign a one year extension, backup offensive line. Yeah, yeah, a good good backup, and that's what I'm saying. Take care take care of those big bodies. Uh, a swing guy that you know you that right that's important. But how, how about how about this? Humor me, if you will, Ed. Um, you got this guy in McKinnon, right? Mm-hmm. And 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 you look at Kyle's offense and, and so many things that he wants to do, and uh-huh. um, and you look at what he was able to do in Atlanta and able to use his backs in, in the passing game. And McKinnon is very good in the passing game, and he's a guy we have not seen. We have yeah. not seen him, and he's coming yeah. back on a, a very very team friendly deal. Um, you you hope we can only hope all the injury stuff is behind him. Um, I mean this could be a very key. I mean they thought he's gonna be a key free agent acquisition three years ago, but I mean he could be a very key free agent acquisition here in 2020 in the sense that uh, this guy this guy hadn't stepped on the field in the last two years. Uh, absolutely. Um, this is one I thought it was coming. To- I was asked before if I thought he'd be around. Yeah, we talked about uh, it on, I, on this show. And, we thought he was and, gone. You know, and I said no because I didn't. I didn't think he was going to take the you know the minimum contract. Smart move, I, you know, by everyone involved. Because you're right, this could be a huge free agent acquisition if healthy. If he, you know, and and no one knows his health better than the the Niners. Uh, because these are the guys that are taking care of him. They know exactly where he is. If this is someone that can step in and do what's necessary, because remember, this is someone that he singled out to be his starter, he'd be his guy way back when. Yeah. If that's if that's the case, if he's back and he's ready to go, that could be huge. Could be huge. That could, that could that could be a that could be a huge pickup. And then there are other guys that are out there. You know, does Devonte does he have anything left? Um. You know, you know. I mean, there's just there's just things to look at, and not to mention that the guys that are returning, they're okay <laughs> within <laughs> right. this offense as well. Shout out so, to Radio Raheem. Yeah. Guy. So this, so this could be this could that could really be uh, an important decision for everyone involved. Um, uh, it's interesting. Uh, I mean, it it makes sense. It makes sense for McKinnon because of the injuries. Uh, if if you didn't remain here you're going to go somewhere else and probably end up on the same type deal. So I think that was good business. Um, good, a good business decision on him because if everyone's you, you, you're coming off of back-to-back injuries, people are going to be afraid of you. So this, this right here gives them an opportunity to reestablish himself as a high end running back. Yeah. Very, I mean, yes. 
Very much so. So that 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 silent that kind of went under the radar, so to speak. But I, I think that could be a huge move. Uh, yeah, for, you're right. For these Niners, um, going forward, we're on Sanders' watch, obviously, and we're we're uh we're we're quarantined. Um, these are some some challenging times here, obviously, in in, in our country, we in the world, really. We hope all of you guys are out there being safe and and doing the things necessary to protect yourself, protect the elderly around you, the the kids around you, those with, with compromised health, um, as well. Um, and, but I, I do know with that being said, a lot of people, um, at least where, where, where we are right here, this is, this is just the first week for a lot of people and they're already going to start crazy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing, ED? How, what are you doing to, to, to pass the time? So to speak, uh, this, <laughs> <laughs> That's that's it, man. This, you know what? I I talk for a living, so here here we go. We do we do this. We we talk. Um, uh, really uh, hanging with the family as much as possible. That's it. Yesterday we had we had a foosball tournament going. Oh wow! Um, nice. We had we had the foosball tournament going. My son won. We had a sorry board game going my wife won that one but boys are mad because they say i, I let her win i i helped her out uh so they're they're still a little salty about that dude I'm, I'm gonna tell you right now um this is a this is true talk i am the least competitive person and you know me i am the least competitive person in my family really dude it gets it gets vicious it gets, wow. dude, you, you should see us playing uno Oh, my <laughs> dude, I'm, 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 dude, I, it, and, and the, the foosball term, it, dude, it, it's crazy. I don't care if, if we, oh, so we did that. Um, the Scrabble, we had Scrabble, we got a Scrabble game going. Uh, my wife and I, we, we tend to keep one of those going. So we haven't, we didn't finish, we started another one of those. We haven't finished that one. So that's, we got a lot of board games, as you can see. Um, trying to, trying to, trying to, you know, work out and, and you, you got to keep your sexy up. People think make certain that you're doing something, even if even if you're getting up and doing some push-ups and sit-ups in your room, and you, you know what I mean, a little stretching because you're spending so much time around. It, you know that's not the best thing for you for you, your for you physically or mentally. So just try to so I'm just trying to move some in that manner, just making certain you're still running and, and things like that. But that's it, man. Just just trying to just just hunkering down, taking care of one another, and um. And and doing like everyone everybody else, trying to stay safe. And the crazy thing that I, I really believe, my, you you remember a while back, and I told you this, where I had gotten so sick, um, and and my daughter had gotten so sick. I'm I, I told I, I'm sitting here saying I'm like I think it already went through our house. I think it already passed through. Oh wow, <laughs> I do I remember I do remember this. You, you remember? Yes. You remember I was so sick about a month ago. Yeah, I do remember and, this. And you know, but but nobody was testing then because I I would have been sitting in a line right now if, if that had to happen. And my daughter was so I I wonder if that were the case. So right now, uh, whether we had it or not, we're not trying to get it, yeah. and we're just doing what I just said. That's it. So we're gonna keep playing our games. I'm gonna keep listening to them all argue um, over who's winning or who's not winning, and and I mean even trash talking. Ooh, ooh. My wife my wife got up this morning. Um, messing with the kids, like uh, talking about how nice that sorry game was, knowing that, <laughs> knowing that they were still up. 
she, 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 was, she was just messing with him like, yo, didn't you guys really enjoy playing Sorry last night? Oh, man. <laughs> because, awesome. because she knew, she, she knew, she knew that, you know, my son was salty. And, and he still brought it up. He was like, you only won because dad left you. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. So it, it's like that. It's like that. That's awesome. I, all good fun, man. All good fun, but no, no celebrating half birthdays or anniversaries. No, no, you know, None of that. So your house. What are you? What are you guys doing around you there? Just man? stay cooped up long enough, Ed. You're gonna be celebrating something pretty soon. No, I told you, man. You, you know, do you know how many card games and things like that and, and that are out there? So what What are you guys doing around your house? We um, it's weird. The I kind of got a feeling today, like really, this isn't that much different from what. <laughs> from what my normal life is like just thank you daddy daddy daycare is just open you know i guess extended hours now for daddy daycare um and so i mean that that's pretty much my workout right like picking her up and putting her down and uh-huh. going up and down the steps and all that um so baby girl turned she's nine months today so we're uh we're, we're, we're celebrating that celebrating ED, that of right? course of course um and then um Wife hit me up today. She's she she's at work. Um, so she's she's still working. Uh, but just binge watching. Like I don't. So the thing about me is I don't really watch a ton of TV. Um, I I watch like I I watch like sports stuff. I I watch, I watch Sports Center. Um, but I don't really like when I'm engaged like during season or like during football season or whatever. Like I don't really watch a ton of TV. Um, and so like I've been catching up on stuff. Like caught up yeah. catching up on Ballers. Uh, wife texts me today. Um, All American is, is back out on Netflix, so um, we're we're going to try to catch up on that. True story. They they're filming that at my old high school, by the way. Um, oh, okay. So that's a that's a pretty cool pretty cool deal. And in, in the story, you probably know um, Spencer Paysinger. I'm sure you probably you probably yeah. know. Yeah. So it's mm-hmm. it's based off his his life basically. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So it's a it's a pretty cool show uh, with Tay Diggs and then I don't know the guy that plays Spencer, but anyway, did you know he was British? Blew my mind. Like he he no, was talking he was talking like a dude straight from Crenshaw, and he during in the show right and I saw him like on a TV show and he had like full on like English accent, but then like he turned on like the American accent. Blew my mind. It was crazy. It's acting, man. Yeah, acting. It's un- it's, it's, I mean, it's, it's unreal. Dude, you, sh- you should you should hear me when I'm not using my um my um performance voice. <laughs> when you're not using your when you're not using your radio voice. <laughs> That's it. I mean, this, you think this is how I actually talk? This is my, this is, this is my podcast voice, man. Oh like, man! Like, come on, I'll, I'll, I'll give you. I, you know, I don't want to put it out there for everybody. Yeah, but, yeah. But no, keep it, keep it. You got to keep certain things to yourself, Ed. You got to keep exactly. Things to yourself, and right? you know that's how it is. When we, when you work in, when you work in the media and you're in the public eye like that, you have to keep a few things for you yourself. Keep a few things for yourself. Yeah. So, um, that's. I've been I've been pretty excited about the uh, just you know catching up on on, on some of the shows. You know I what? I got a couple of shows that I need to catch up on too. Yeah. You're right. Power, like catch... Power, might be my favorite show. Like I'm still you know not what? caught up on that. So I'm not the final the final right. season. I haven't started that yet. So I got to catch up on Power. I got to catch up on Queen Sugar. I, yeah, it's a couple of. No, couple I'm so shows. far behind on Queen Sugar. Yeah, I, I yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so you might as well tap out. That's funny. That's so, funny. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's just kind of what we're doing. Um, hope all of y'all are being safe. Maybe catching up on your shows. Hopefully, you're getting some push ups and, and sit ups and stuff in, like my man Ed said. And um, don't eat up all your snacks. 
And stop buying go. stop buying all the damn toilet paper too, man. No no toilet paper in the stores. Buying up all my baby's wipes. Um, yeah, I don't I don't get that. I don't get that. Why? I mean, there is a limit to how much you need. Yeah, they, it's like buying up all the soap. So if you're gonna buy up all of the hand sanitizer and soap, you do realize at some point that you're gonna have to touch things that people that don't have soap have touched. Did you see the guy who like hoarded <laughs> a bunch of stuff? He was like somewhere yes. back east, right? He, yeah, Tennessee. Like, all in his garage. Yeah. Unreal, and he was gonna yes. try to sell it, and they told him he couldn't. Uh-huh. Dude, that's 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 the American way. Yeah, not American, American. America. That's the American. That's the American way. America. That you're gonna sit here and try and get over on people. Yeah, that um, that, that is the sad part about all of this. Like it's, uh-huh. it's it's cool. You see some of the the pro sports teams like they're reaching out trying to help people, but then you see some of the the, the other people. Um, you know, trying to like hoarding things and selling them for a million dollars on Amazon. That's just absurd. Yeah, and this is real. So we just need to know. Let's just try not to do that. Like try to stay safe. Understand that everyone is having to deal with this. It's not easy on anyone. I mean, things are shutting down. It's going to be a while before things get better. Uh, my son's over in Vegas. He works in entertainment building and business at Hakkasan. And Vegas has shut down Vegas for shut down. 30 30- 30 days, Vegas wow. is shut down. That is billions of dollars. Yeah, I was just out there. A lot of people are going to lose their jobs off of that. Yeah, they already uh, started laying some people off. I was just well, out they, there a couple weeks ago. Dude, they, 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 ha- they have to. I, I, was, I was at a Tyson fight. Somebody shot in the casino, and they only closed it. For, they only closed it for like two hours <laughs> because you know how much money they were doing. Like some, somebody, somebody got shot, and they shut it down on, on a for Tyson two hours. Night? Yeah. So, 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 so when that happens – and I'm not speculating. I was. I, I heard him like shut down elevator four. We just had gunfire. So I'm I'm sitting there, and they shut it down for like two two and a half hours because they weren't trying to lose that money. You shut down Vegas for thirty days. That's yeah. a lot. So so you just think about you know how that is just impacting the, the overall economy. The draft. Is shut down. The draft was the, supposed to be there. That's that's yeah. not happening anymore. Yeah, all of these um, things are going down. Um, so yeah, let's just let's let's stop um, hoarding toilet paper, guys. Let's yeah. just let's just not do that and and um, try. To be, yeah, just understand this is this is this is tough on everybody, and that's that's the end of my soapbox. So I'm gonna get off of it. Absolutely. Uh, so Niners fans, we're on uh we're we're on Emmanuel Sanders watch. So that's 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 a key call yes. that uh. We're hoping uh gets gets back in in the clubhouse, so to speak. Uh special thanks once again to our brand brand new sponsors. Uh-huh. Bet Online and True Classic Tees. Uh they're gonna be part of the program for a while now going forward. So so yeah. happy to to have them aboard. Um and make sure you, you hit them up. Uh Bet Online. Uh use the promo code MyPod one hundred and receive fifty percent. Of your welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's MyPod100 for 50%. Use that promo code on Bet Online. Uh, so, yeah, appreciate that. Thank, thanks for all of them for, for coming back. And also use the code BELIEVE, B L E A V, for 20% yep. off at uh, at True Classic Tees. So, very thankful for for Yeah, and more than just tees, too. Yeah, yeah, definitely check that out. I mean, a lot of different apparel, you know, a lot of different merchandise here. Absolutely. Good stuff. Yep. All Here right, we go. Y'all have a good week. Y'all be safe out there. And uh, hopefully, you know, some more good news coming from uh, from Santa Clara and the, and the Niners headquarters in the coming days. In the meantime, we will see y'all next week. This has been the Believe in 49ers podcast with Super Bowl champ Eric Davis and yours truly, Rashawn Haylock. Be safe, everybody.
Peace. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.